The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and delighted to welcome you to today's show. It's the 100th show. I can't quite believe it. And uh, we're entitling this show today, Showing Up is for Winners. So firstly, thank you so much for my guest last week, Peter Haddon. Uh, he had some great thoughts about turning intentions into implementation. It's uh, something that I know you know that I believe very, very passionate in, that it's so important to be very clear about what you want and to turn those intentions into reality. So 100 hours of live interviews now since September 2011. And my guest today... Um, was actually on the very first show, which is why partly I've interviewed, so invited her today, um, but also because she's become a good friend, and that's Meta Bock. She's going to help me celebrate uh, today. And when I look back at all the amazing guests that I've interviewed, you know, I feel really proud to have connected with so many people and had the opportunity to be inspired by their stories. But what I really note when I thought back about all of these people and the people that I know through my work that are really successful, they're people who keep continuously showing up. You know, those people who turn up to networking events consistently, to uh, trainings, to um, at work, they're consistently turning up for their employees, they're showing up. Uh, They're showing up in the lives of their families, they're showing up and joining us on this radio show. Hence, we're talking about showing up. And I look at my own life and things are going really well right now. And after there's been some challenging times, it's no doubt. But it's taken, you know, quite a lot of tenacity at times and discipline and courage just to turn up for this show every week, you know, to do a hundred. So I think it's important. And from my research, I think conclude that it's absolutely essential that um, you've got to keep showing up. But also not only that, it's how you show up as well. People who make great radio show guests are people who are fully present and they're really focused on doing a great job in the moment. Often they're very well prepared, but on some occasions, and I could give an example, where where due to some technological failures, one of my guests, Asara Lovejoy, didn't actually receive the emails. And I managed to catch her 10 minutes before the interview to say, you are going to be on, aren't you, on the phone? But she turned up, and she was great. She, she turned up for that moment and uh, really made it happen with little preparation, a true expert. Of course, she'd learnt all those skills over a good period of time. So we're going to find out some more today from Meta about how she shows up and has showed up through her sporting life and her speaking life. And also, Meta's going to 
sort of turn the tables a little bit and interview me too about my lessons from 100 hours of interviewing experts from around the world. And of course, you know, the experience that I've acquired through my business life. It's been a few years now. Yesterday I was with uh, at a, in a client's reception and there was a lovely receptionist there called Amy Cooper, which is the same name as my, my uh, grandmother, who I used to I love. Yeah. And Amy was so happy birthday to her for her 23rd birthday, but as someone who's 46 on the next birthday, you don't really need to worry. So let me introduce Meta Block. Meta is an entrepreneur from Denmark. Uh, she became famous for winning two world championships in single schools in a year, progressing from eighth in the world to first. The mental and physical toughness required to be a world champion led Meta into a study of psycho- psychotherapy and cognitive behavior into the field of business and individual motivation. She's very well known in Denmark as a television presenter, a speaker, the author of four books. Uh, may well be um, five now, actually, because I used a bio that was two years old um, for this. So Meta can fill us in in a moment around that. She's a writer for magazines and newspapers. I'm also delighted uh, to say that uh, she's starting to make an impact in the world of professional speaking in the UK as well. Uh, she loves a challenge. In November 2010, she wrote, produced and performed a solo comedy show in front of a sold out audience of 1635 uh, people. She can now add to her bio that she's not only become a twice world champion row, but she's also appeared on the first and 100th Be More Achieve More radio show. So a big welcome to MetaBlock. Oh, thank you, Chris. And congratulations on your 100th show. Thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm looking pretty good for 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are, sure. <laughs> so so shall we start, Meta, with, uh, let's, let's ask <clears throat> you since our first radio interview on Winning Mentality back in September 2011. Well, actually, um, I've been uh, I've been doing a lot more speaking. We had a bit of a down period, uh, I think, all over Europe, maybe in the states too, as well. Uh, you know, <clears throat> people weren't booking speakers as much as they maybe wanted to. So my business almost went down, and I had to take charge. And I learned myself how to um, how to sell, actually, how to do cold canvas calls. And even though I didn't like it, I knew that I had to take charge if I wanted to turn things around. And things are now really really great so i'm very happy with that well that's that's good to hear and also i think you know i love it when people on this show are prepared to share that things have been tough and yeah, yeah you know i think there's been it's been pretty tough out there for many speakers i know uh, mm. we, we were at an event you, you came over to the uk and we were at an event a couple of uh, uh, weeks ago where the national president of the speaking association jeff ram was saying how you know things have been tough for him this year and, and i think that he's so brave to share that Yes, it is. And, and you know, you, you need to be honest. You know, usually when you meet speakers around, they always tell you how busy they are and how, how great they are. And everybody wants them all the time and their calendar is totally booked. And you just know it's not true because, you know, I, I know I'm a pretty damn good speaker. And, you know, if my calendar is not full, theirs aren't either. You know, so you can might as well, you know, you might as well, you know, you're among friends, you're among colleagues. Be honest, you know, because we can help each other, actually. Absolutely. And I, I think that's... I think quite a few speakers' um, diaries are fairly full, but it's the question is actually whether they're getting paid for doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because um, you can do a lot of unpaid um, stuff. Um, you know, it's always been said that you've got to be in it to win it. So how much is showing up every day for you with the right attitude for training? How did that become a key part of winning two world championships? 
Oh, it, it's so important to show up. It's half of it. It's kind of like just before the show today, I was sitting nerding with some videos I had to do, you know, <clears throat> redo in Movie Maker. And I was looking at my watch thinking, should I go out and do my job after I talk to Chris on the show or should I do it before? And I just knew that it would be so much easier, but so much happy, happier if I did it now. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to jump in my training gear. And if I feel like it, I'm going to I'm going to go run. And I think that's the showing up part. It's just to kind of start, get going. Don't think about it. Just get out of the door. Start. And, you know, if if you don't want to do it once you're there, you know, you don't have to follow through. But showing up, getting down to that lake every day, getting out in the boat and then saying, okay, if I still feel kind of, you know, a bit uh, tired, maybe I'll shorten the training a bit. But, you know, usually when you're there, it's actually fun. It's kind of, you know, getting out of the door, getting redressed, getting whatever you need to do. That's the tough part. It's not really doing it. So showing up is, it's extremely important. It's halfway, you know, to your goal, actually. Yeah. I, I guess that, that sort of point there where you, you decide that you want to do something like go for a run and then it's the voice comes in, oh, it's a bit wet or it's a bit windy, it's a bit cold. I guess it's at that point where you've got to actually just get out and do it if it takes you towards the goal yeah it is it, it is actually and and you know you, you must know what i'm what, what i'm talking about because you know you've you've hosted you know this show for two years a hundred shows um how about you know and you have a business running as well how has showing up every week contributed to your success over the last two years um i think that's a great question and it it has been significant uh, i would say turning up every week, you know, particularly with this show, you know, I, I fund the show, I put the time in and it's, uh, it takes a lot of time and it's not, mm. it's been an easy ride. And, but I do, I do I'm kind of reflecting on it now, you know, I think, I remember someone once saying to me that the short way around to results is often the long way around. Yeah. And for me, I think the results over two years look very different to the results after 12 months. So if I look back over the, the the two years, I mean, some of the things that have happened and the benefits I'm gaining, I've, I've gained clients directly from the show. Yeah. Uh, not that many, but I have gained some clients directly from the show. Um, I've also developed an incredible network. I mean, it's, it's such a gift to speak to people like you every week. And I think we probably had maybe 120 people on the show. And I've had the opportunity to do some work with each of those people, too. And some of those people, like yourself, have become really good friends. And uh, and for me, you know, wealth, it's not just about money. It's about uh, people and the kind of pe- people around you who inspire you in your peer group. So it's been wonderful from those perspectives. I've developed some great knowledge, which has been able me to help my own clients. So I do a lot of work now where I'm interviewing and helping clients elevate their business. So it's a completely new revenue stream, which is really contributing to a, a significant uh, shift forward in my financial results this year. I think I'm also perceived as a thought leader around talent. Uh, people say that. I'm getting asked to speak at events and as a consequence. So I think that credibility and, and that knowledge coming through has been really valuable. Got lots of media coverage yeah. through this. And of course, a sense of doing good each week. You know, I did this because I wanted to help people to be on my client base, to develop and grow and have successful businesses. So I get great pleasure from the notes and, and things that I get through. But being, being completely honest, a year into it, I could have maybe 
had not followed through and not showed up. I could have given up and not renewed my contract for a year because I wasn't seeing all of this. Another 12 months later, and the results are really starting to come through mm. in many ways yeah. I envisaged, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess, uh, yeah, mm. that's my answer to that. So what about you, Meta? I mean, um, what, do you, what do you say to people perhaps who... Who maybe like like me when I after that first year who maybe didn't quite see the results from their endeavors. Do you know what I see it like? You know, it's kind of like if you if you buy if you want to do puzzles, you don't start up by buying that five thousand piece jigsaw puzzle and just you know solve it. Or maybe if you do buy it, you know, I think you need to do the easiest bit first. It might be a lot of hard work to find those corners, but once you find the four corners, then you can kind of, you know, create the frame and then you can start to put stuff in the middle. So it's kind of like taking things from, you know, from one end on and just continue to just put in a little bit more, a little bit more and take the easy stuff first. It might be something that's time consuming, like you might have thought, you know, the first year in you think, oh my goodness, I'm putting in all this work and I'm interviewing all these people and will it help? Will it Will people gain anything from it? I don't know. But when you continue, suddenly something beautiful comes out of it. And you cannot make that autumn forest big jigsaw 5,000-piece puzzle if you don't start somewhere. And that's not in the center where the stuff, where the good stuff is. It's starting from the outside and going in. And if you can't do that puzzle, you buy a smaller puzzle and you start with smaller goals first. So I think if people show up, they don't achieve their goals. Try to find out where, where, where do I go wrong and then just start with something a little bit smaller. Get the success feeling. It's very important to get successes and even tiny, tiny successes, you know, you need to celebrate. Like getting into your training gear, you didn't go run, but you put on the clothes, you know, that's good. <laughs> that's more than you did yesterday. So I think that that's very important. I think that's a, a beautiful analogy with the the four corners and the jigsaw puzzle, because uh, I, I guess we 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 develop a bit of a vision usually mm. for what we want in the future, but that can be a bit grainy, can't it? And so yeah, it can. So sometimes you feel a bit like you're trying to pull a, a jigsaw piece together, but you don't actually know what the the picture is on the. No, no, that's it. And did you know you, you you must you must try this all the time. How about in your work? How often do you see people who either don't show up or show up but perform really badly? Um, I think I think it's quite a lot, I guess, and I. I mean, I think I'm working at the moment with uh, a great client, um, and he's. Uh, I'm helping him with his speaking, and I think mm-hmm. what he's really realised with his speaking, he kind of had the, a, a vision that he would become a great speaker quite quickly. Yeah. And actually, there's, there's always a case of things that you don't know that you don't know, and uh, and it's only when you start to get into it, you you'll know this yourself, Meta, is that it takes quite a lot of work, and. Mm. Uh, and uh, therefore, you've got to show up a lot before you can become a good speaker. And I think that's the same with because uh, it takes time, doesn't it? For those neuro connections to develop. And oh my goodness, it does. <laughs> it's about ten thousand hours before you become you become you know really good at something. <laughs> uh, so I think that's got you know you think about taking every opportunity to practice. And I know we, we talk quite a bit about speaking on the show because uh, it's something that um, I'm involved in, and a lot of my guests are involved in. But whatever it is for you, uh, then I think whatever you you know your dreams are your 
or your vision for your business, you've got to keep working at it and keep uh, learning as much as you can. And sometimes you do have to make mistakes and errors to really understand the big picture. Uh, and, uh, and and sometimes it's those mistakes and errors. And maybe you can see that meta whereby when things do go wrong, you actually learn more from that, which in the end makes you stronger. A bit like trying to build a muscle and to break the fibers first to make it yes. bigger. It, it, it's extremely important to make mistakes because that means that you're actually pushing yourself. Uh, if you never make mistakes, you're never out of your comfort zone. And that doesn't develop you at all. So you need to go out there where it's a little bit uncomfortable. And sometimes, of course, you will make mistakes. But that's okay. You, people forgive you for making mistakes because you're actually going out of your way to perform. They'll acknowledge that anyway. So it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it only makes you stronger and it makes you better. And, and you'll just be so much more proud of yourself in the end. Oh, de- definitely. And I, th- I think it's, uh, it's about isn't it, finding something for you that enables you to get out of your comfort zone and perform and, and, and keep, uh, keep delivering it. You know, I don't, don't know if I fully answer your question, but I, I often, you know, there's maybe events and things that I, I'm, I'm part of and go to and, and people turn up sometimes in, a bit infrequently, don't contribute uh, to yeah. the workings of it. And then uh, after getting disillusioned uh, after they've been three or four times thinking they're not getting the results, but they haven't put anything in. No, no, you need to, it's kind of like, you know, you can't win the lottery until, unless you buy a ticket, you know, you you need, you need to actually invest something to get something. And if, if you're not investing and you're just kind of like a bystander and kind of just looking at everybody else, it, it, it won't have an importance for you. And it, it has to be important for you to engage. And, and once you're engaged, you will be, you know, you will want to get more and you'll be vulnerable. You'll make the mistakes and you'll grow and all that kind of stuff. But it, you need to have your hands in, in there, you know. De- de- definitely. And I think uh, showing up as well, it really does, it does give an impression. If you're someone who consistently shows up, it gives confidence and builds trust. And I, I was, last week I had an electrician who turned up and, and, you know, I felt slightly surprised because he turned up on time. When I <laughs> and, and, and That's I, a surprise. And I, and I commented to him. I said, oh, it's just great to see you. You know, I'm just not used to this. And I've had a fencing company who, who booked five visits and eventually turn up on about the sixth. Um, and, uh, and do I have any confidence in them? No, I don't. No. Um, no. So people get, get get confidence in you, don't they? We're going to go to commercial break now, and after the break, um, I'm going to get to Meta tell us a little bit about this incredible comedy event that she was involved in, because that really is a great example of showing. <laughs> so we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace. 
such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper, bemoreachievemore.com. I'm with MetaBlock, and we're talking about uh, showing up. Uh, we're both showing up today with Coles, which uh, I think is, is great. <laughs> because I, I was just thinking, um, think, I was hearing of somebody who doesn't uh, show up to work when they, whenever they've got a cold. And I think, crikey, you know, uh, life isn't like that, is it? We've got to show up. We got to. Whenever we can. And so yes. I really want to find out, to talk to you more, because you know, you know this is uh, something that I... I'm very inspired that you've done Meta, and that's this incredibly a comic, so incredible comedy event. Uh, I'm just fascinated with you to sort of share about how you ensure that you showed up uh, to become a, a successful stand-up comedian for a night. Well, uh, what actually happened was that I, one evening I was sitting in my couch and I thought, you know, I go out, you know, and I tell people I do public speaking for, for, you know, I do this motivational speaking for a living. And I tell people about setting high goals and, you know, really, you know, working to achieve them. And I thought, my goodness, I have not set myself a really enormous goal for like 20 years and I thought it, it, it's just not right I can't tell people to do that when I'm not doing it so I thought what would really really uh, be inspiring to me and what would really hurt if I didn't achieve it because that's that's when you know it's important enough will you be sad if you don't follow through and I thought my goodness a comedian I love when people laugh at my talks I know that uh, I'm funny uh, when I do my talks and I thought just making them laugh all the time, that must be really hard because, you know, it's, it, there's only one success criteria, are they laughing or not? So I, I just had that thought and I think 10 minutes after I'd written one of the biggest conference halls in Denmark and asked them, can I actually rent this hall uh, next year? And they wrote back the next day and they say, yeah, you're cool. Uh, and it was 1,635 seats. We don't have anything bigger here. Uh, and, uh, and suddenly I started sweating, thinking, oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I really put myself in the spot right there, you know, in the red hot seat because I knew I had to show up because I was going to start selling tickets. So I had to start writing the show. So uh, I gave myself a year because I know that, you know, finding funny stuff is, especially when you're looking for it, nothing is funny, I tell you. The first week I didn't find anything amusing at all. But then I started finding things that I thought were amusing and writing things down on napkins or, you know, kind of recording it on my phone and I put it into the computer and three months down the line, I... I printed it all out, all nervous, thinking, what if there's nothing there? But there was 80 pages, and I trimmed it to 32, and then I started just learning them by heart and trying to getting some kind of order in it. And uh, 
And I did. I sold out the conference hall. I did two times 45 minutes. I even sang a song at the end. Um, and it was just, it was just really, really cool. And I think sometimes, you know, putting your, you know, putting a knife to your throat is actually a good thing. You know, you kind of like, you know, just entering, you know, putting your name in there, paying to get that number for that marathon. You've almost, you've achieved half. Because you've actually, you've made a commitment to yourself that you want to be there. So that was what I did. And, um, and that works for me. I think, that's, I think it's an amazing story. And I think it's a great example that you, you know, of setting a number of, a number of different challenges. There might even be just meetings in people's diaries where you've got to perform during the year. All of those, uh, I find these little events uh, mean that uh, you've got things to work towards and they put you under a degree of pressure to make sure that you keep performing. Uh, yes. And I think it's really, you know, successful people, I see that within, you know, they've got busy calendars, but they've got lots of activity and events that they're performing at. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes it takes periods, lean periods, isn't it, to build those skills up. But but when it all comes together, uh, then and your activity is high, then your returns start to become high as well. Yeah, and you know what, Chris? It's it's kind of like when I know myself now. I know that when I start to feel like you know, if I have an appointment and on the morning I start coughing a little bit and think, oh, I might be kind of ill. Maybe I should just kind of call them and say that I'm not feeling well. I know that that is something that I do because I'm nervous for the outcome. Yes. And so I kind of, I just, I just kind of catch myself right before I call them and thinking, no, 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 this has nothing to do with you being ill. It's because you're nervous that you are not going to, you know, do as well as you were hoping for. So now you show up and you give it your best and that is good enough. So, you know, it's kind of also about knowing yourself, knowing your own little tricks, what, what pranks you're playing on yourself to get yourself out of, you know, troubled places because everybody will try to navigate through life with the, you know, the least persistence, you know. You want to have a smooth ride, but it's just not always like that. I think, I think what you're highlighting there is a really important kind of mindset, which is results versus excuses. Yeah. Because, uh, you, you know, you see with people who are very successful are out there getting focusing on, on getting the results and there's a lot of people out there who are making excuses yeah and and that's it and you know i would like to know because now you've interviewed like uh, hundreds of people you know what do you think sets you know really high achievers apart from the average you know in, in your experience of interviewing so many high performance people i think i think what i realize is that a lot of these people are and not necessarily people that you would say you know had been brought or born up born with specific gifts or skills. I mean, some of them have uh, have got a background where family members have maybe been entrepreneurs or whatever, and have been brought up in some of that kind of environment. But often, they're they're not necessarily of, of above a really high super intelligence. And um, what they've done though is they've got very clear about you know what the what their vision is. Mm. Uh, they got very clear about what their purpose in life is, uh, why they're actually here, and that sort of drives them on. They've also developed a, a tenacity, a, a level of courage to just keep pushing forward and putting themselves in, in un- uncomfortable situations like uh, 1,635 people. <laughs> 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 that was quite uncomfortable. <laughs> I think they get it also a quite truthful 
and and I love that you know I love the point where people are just honest about things like you know the you know last year my business wasn't that great and if you actually tell people about that then no one's going to help you um, so I think being prepared to be open and honest about that and about also about your own strengths and weaknesses so for you you realize that you needed to get out there and do some more cold calling and get it get into a sales mentality um, mm. which is great and going to set you up for the future I think successful people are prepared to be really open about that and I think also is important is to develop a good network of resources of people who can come in and help you um, and have, have that realization that you're not good at everything and you need other people to to support and, and develop. And I suppose the other thing that seems to seems to set people about apart is that they're just really often often really passionate about what they do and you know they become thought leaders in even if they're employees in a business they can become. Um, have particular areas of expertise that they know a lot of about and, uh, and, and develop their wisdom to to help others with. We had a, we had um, a couple of weeks ago. We had a guy. He's a managing director of a company, Everards, and he was talking about family business. And you know, I think he's a real thought leader in what, what we call, we call he calls creating white space. So he's really created white space, some space in his industry which is very mature, i.e., pubs. And and created some very innovative propositions. Um, you know, he's he's somebody who's uh, has got some real thought leadership around that. That's mm. as running a family business. So I'm getting into maybe getting into a bit of waffle mode here. But there's quite a lot of things. But I do think um, you don't have to be extraordinary. I think you just have to keep uh, showing up. Know what you want. Show up and get it done. Yeah, and do you know what? I, I actually I often meet people that you know they come up to me after a talk and they say, "Oh, I love that!" And you know, I would like to be a speaker. And I say, "Great, what do you want to speak about?" They say, "I don't know." And I'm kind of like, "That's the wrong way real way around." You need to be passionate about something. Don't be in a speaking business because of the money. Never be in any business because of the money. Because it's the wrong vehicle. It will not drive you. It will not get you to where you want to be. It's nice when the money comes along. If you're really good at something, people will pay you to do it, no matter what it is. You could be the world's best at sitting in a bathtub with, uh, I don't know, scorpions or something. If you're really good at it, people will pay you because that's interesting. So, you know, go the other way around. I think that's very important. So I just needed to, to get that out of the system. And, and I have another question for you. I've been thinking about this. What has been your key lesson from, you know, or lessons from your first show and to now? Because you have, you've heard so much. Ooh. My word. Um, mm, think about that, Chris. Yeah, I'm thinking, what, what has been my, my key lessons? lessons. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I probably, I, I probably repeated myself slightly in terms of getting very clear about what you want. So and I, I think that's, mm. that's important. However, I would say that, you know, for some people that, that changes. For me, there's a, an overriding long-term uh, picture of what I want. But sometimes the detail within that and, mm. and your journey is not necessarily what you expect. But I think... Um, I think some of the lessons are that you know life has ups and downs, mm. and you have to you often learn more on the downs than you learn mm. the ups. But realize that those downs are an integral part of your success. So mm. if you are having a bad time and things aren't going quite as well. Uh, it's most likely that it's going to really pick up. But you you have to experience that to really enjoy the highs. Um, yeah, I'd also say with people, I think there's a, a lovely little phrase that. You know, even Superman had to be Clark Kent. 
mm. with a job some of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we might have uh, amazing dreams, but sometimes we do still need to keep bringing the cash in. And that's yeah. really, really, really important. And sometimes if you're a solo entrepreneur, for example, it might mean sometimes that you've got to do some things and some tasks and to, to bring the money in to enable you to keep moving forward on that dream. Mm. Uh, so I think that's important. And then from a business perspective, I think that uh, you've got to really make – we've, we've had a lot of topics on this show. So we've talked about you know, innovation. We've talked about sales and marketing subjects and social media. We've talked about uh, sort of delivery and customs, customer service and you know, systems. Uh, and I think we've got to next, the next shows on, on clout. Uh, we've talked about lots of different things. And you can't be an expert in everything. So you know, great people draw upon expertise. They don't have to learn it all themselves. No, no, that's it, you know, and, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, because you must have, you've had a lot of successes during this show, but have you had any really low points where you kind of just felt like just throwing in the towel saying, I'm done, I don't want to do it anymore, I'm just knackered, you know, really tired? <laughs> I, th- I think uh, I think probably that was that spell I mentioned to you, which was maybe sort of fourteen months into the show that I just yeah. so much into this, and I think when you do something new, because this was new for me, having a radio show was not something I necessarily dreamed of uh, in, in its in itself, but I saw it being a great vehicle to do something a little bit unique and and to learn some new skills, and also to make sure that I was a real expert on what I you know, what I particularly focus in on, which is talent development. And and I love self-development. So I think, I think, um, I, I, I had more to learn in those 14 months. Actually, the last 12 months have been easy to do because the processes are in place. I've got a great team in Positive Ground who helped support me with the social media around the show. And for next year, people are getting interested in being part of the show in, in other different guises. So I think, yes, 14 months ago, I was thinking, you know, really, could I could I raise the energy to keep on doing this for another mm-hmm. year? But gosh, I'm so pleased that I did. And I think the message for that, for anybody who's maybe thinking about throwing in the towel, is maybe actually you're only a few feet away from, from gold or from the benefits. So maybe you shouldn't just stop digging now. No, it's just, you know, it's always, I always find it that when it's the hardest, you know, I, I use a metaphor that it's kind of like, you know, when you're on an airplane and you take off, you know, you come through there where all the clouds are and the turbulence starts and you're all worried, you know, thinking, oh my goodness, I can't see anything through the windows. Just after that, it's going to be completely calm, completely bright. You'll be on top of the clouds. Everything is perfect right after that you know so it's I always think when I'm in you know really really tired and thinking oh my goodness I'm never going to pull this off I, I, I get all ecstatic when I kind of you know just catch myself with that thought because I think oh my goodness I'm so lucky because I'm almost there yeah. it's right after the tough spot then you're right there where you want to be you just got to work through it yeah and I think I think uh, I think speaking we're coming back to that again but it's it, there's Standing up on a stage is some people's worst nightmare. And I can remember when I had a bit of a dream. I imagined myself standing in front of an audience of lots of people and uh, and they were cheering. And But there was another bit of me that was absolutely petrified at the thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm so pleased that I tr- took that journey. It's been a long one and it's still one that I'm, you know, I, I think it'll be something I will learn about till the day that I die. Uh, but I feel... I feel more fulfilled because I've taken that journey, even though it seemed tough. 
Yeah, um, yeah. But do you know what? A lot of people, I think there was a survey in, in, in America, actually, that people would rather die than speak in public, <laughs> which is kind of odd. You're kind of like thinking, really? You really would? But, uh, but, but that, that just shows you uh, how much fear is involved because you're so, you know, you're thinking of yourself standing up there and everybody's going to be sitting in the audience just looking for your mistakes and seeing your hair is kind of dull and your clothes they don't like your clothes or you're fiddling with your fingers or something and you know that's why you know just 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 try to relax you know for, for all the new speakers out there people are not looking at you to find out what, what your mistakes are they're looking at you because it's really polite to look at people that speak to you mm. and they just want to listen to what you have to say and the more you do it the more you relaxed you you become about it it's kind of like you 14th months in in the show and right now it's it's just you know you 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 just turn that corner and every and you're going downhill in the good way you know it's kind of like you get on a roll and everything is comfortable I love being on a stage speaking because I've done it so many times it's home for me mm. but it wasn't in the beginning of course it wasn't and it wouldn't be for anybody no so I suppose uh, you know, anything where you're, you're putting yourself into the limelight there can be can be quite tough because you're exposing yourself it's actually particularly it's just you on the stage uh, yeah you know your, your, your weaknesses are being exposed but Anybody who's standing, sitting there and listening to you or watching you, uh, who is actually good at doing this, mm. they've been through it themselves. Yeah, and you know what? When you're standing there, you're the only one with the mic. You have to remember that. So people, they can say whatever they want. Nobody will hear them. So you have the right to talk. And as long as you always say, I think, I feel, I've experienced, nobody can question that. Nobody. Mm. So, so always, you know, if you build your talks about you, and uh, what you can you know, kind of pull out of knowledge of the situations you've been in, you're home free. Absolutely. So, so don't give up on your dreams, even if they seem a bit, uh, you know, a bit out there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very important. And you said something very, very important also. Sometimes, you know, you can't imagine what the route is going to be like. You know, you imagine your goal, what you want to, but, you know, you sometimes, it, uh, you know, life takes you one place and it takes you another place that you couldn't have imagined. But I think that true achievers and winners are the ones who know where they want to end. They dump themselves in the river and they like, lets the river take them, you know, maybe to one side of the river, maybe to the other side. They're curious and open for other opportunities you know don't say no to something because it's not on your bucket list mm. if it kind of feels like this could be a good idea on my way to my goal go do it sometimes you know the roads change don't just trust google maps because they will rearrange the roads and you'll be in the middle of nowhere suddenly so you know just go along i think that was a very important message you gave there i think that's uh, i think it's a really really good point i've just taken on a the opportunity to, I'm going to lead a major project, it's the development of a 90-acre site with a movement of a factory and offices, um, some a nature, a big nature reserve. Um, it's going to be really sustainable, environmentally friendly with restaurants and museums and all sorts of things on it. I never envisaged I'd ever lead something like that. Uh, but actually, that sounds fun. All of the yeah, but it, it just sounds fun. I, I just felt uh, I felt alive when um, the opportunity came to me. And, yeah. uh, I can see so many potential opportunities that will come from it, um, but it was never something I expected to turn up on the path. No, that's what happens when you're open-minded. Yeah, so, 
fun. So uh, somebody described me as being having a, a job, a, a, job, a career that's a portfolio. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. And it is important, you know, to 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 do things that that kind of feel good and make make makes you want to laugh. I think that you know, serious is for me when I have fun. When if, comedy is very very serious for me, but if I don't laugh uh, and if I don't enjoy what I do, it's just not worth it. Fantastic. Well, lovely way to move on to the final commercial break. Just a couple of minutes, and then we shall be back with you with, uh, with more. So look forward to speaking to you again in a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report every Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. This week, my guest is outspoken former congressman and one of our country's most prominent gay public figures, Mr. Barney Frank. He'll be with us to talk about the Supreme Court's ruling on DOMA and how the Obama presidency is doing in its second term. Don't miss Barney Frank this Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. If you've got any comments about the show, please do send them to me at, uh, at info at bemoreachievemore.com. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, welcome to anybody from Denmark who's listening to the show t- today. Um, <laughs> probably one of Meta's many, many uh, friends and followers over in, uh, in Scandinavia. So what about Meta? You, you asked me the question about could I throw in the towel, but I think probably from my perspective, what about you with your rowing and your speaking career? You must have felt like giving up some of t- the time. Yeah, do you know um, the speaking? Um, I never, I never really experienced any big challenges on on the 
speaking part. My business was kind of falling apart a couple of years ago through to the financial situation in the world. Nobody was booking speakers. And I actually almost felt like, you know, throwing in the towel there. But, you know, I didn't really know what else to do. So I just thought I'd just take it head on and really fight before I gave up. But in my rowing, oh my goodness, I've thought about it many, many times. You know, when it's really cold in the winter and you have to go out and you do your training and it's, it's you know, it almost isn't light yet. And it's so cold that the water freezes, you know, uh, when, it, when it kind of hits you and you're so cold. And I remember a lot of times thinking, oh my goodness, I, is it, I, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And then, you know, hitting the showers, I'm so happy and thrilled with myself thinking this is why I'm going to win because I do this. A lot of people would have stayed home. They would have slept in because it's really cold and it's dark and it's just much better just staying in bed. But I do it and that's why I'm going to win. So felt like it sometimes, but never did, never did at all. Yeah, and, and that's that's a difference. That's really important, isn't it? It's the That is a difference, isn't it? It's just just getting there doing it uh, yeah and I, and I think you know you, of course you shouldn't you shouldn't you know really uh, hurt yourself by doing something you don't want to but one training I remember thinking you know if I if I feel like this for a full week I'll have to actually think about it is it worth it but usually it's just one day it's just one day feeling off or maybe two days in a row you're feeling down, but it's never for a full week. And But if it's more, of course, you know, you should change your career or you're just done or whatever. But, um, you know, just, just give it a go before you throw in the towel. It's so easy to quit. It is so easy. And you feel terrible if you really didn't want to quit, if it was just because you were scared of not achieving. It was because it's easier to give up than to fail once you're there. And to get and to get a sense of that, I mean, how many how many days did you train to become a twice world champion rower? Well, people can add that up. I think I uh, I, I think I uh, I started when I was eleven, and I won my first world championships when I was twenty four. And I trained, you know, mostly about uh, uh, when I was a junior, five days a week, and in the summertime, maybe ten days a uh, ten, ten ten times a week. So, you know, in the summertime, it would be two times a day and then the wintertime, one time a day. And I did that for 13 years um, before winning the first world championship title. So, you know, you also have to know that, you know, you have to put in a lot of work and actually not know if you're going to win the prize. I never knew for sure. I couldn't get a guarantee that if you put in this, you will win. I knew that I would have a shot at winning. But to win it or not was never, ever uh, a sure thing. So you basically you got to love it because or else it'll be a waste of time. That's really true, isn't it? Find, find something that you love doing, then it's a bit yes. easier then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that's, I mean, it's an incredible amount of training. I mean, how, how, how do you think people show up differently, though, when they're, when they're really, really ready to achieve great results? Do you know, they are just so uh, focused that they want to do their best. And I, I remember you know, in, in my rowing career, when I was at the start uh, at world championships or, or something similar important to that, it was never um, my thought that, no, I need to win this. My thought was, I have to row my best race ever. I have to give it all I got. So when I cross the finish line, I can, I can look myself in the eyes and think, I could not have pulled one stroke more. 
because that's the best you can do. And I think that, you know, people that show up and achieve great results have that mindset. I'm just going to give it everything. And we were talk, talking about Jeff Ram uh, just before the commercial break, the, the first commercial break. And, you know, he, people were, all you guys that weren't there on that conference, he, he gave a talk at the end of the conference that was very, very honest. And you could just feel how sincere he was. And you could, you could have heard a pin fall to the, to the ground in that room. It was so quiet because when people are sincere, when they're focused, when they mean everything and their whole body ends it, you listen. You can't help but listen, and you know that they're giving it their all. And I think that that's the difference. That's a speaker who's worth booking. Yes, it is. It is. A speaker that can do that, that's a speaker worth booking. <laughs> so, and, and I'm just kind of curious because you, you, know, you must have some techniques or something that you and your guests, uh, you know, how, how you get in the mood when you have to plan a show and perform on the radio because, you know, you, you need to get people in the mood to, to actually work with you uh, on these shows, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's really important. I, I, I just... I really, really get that point that you made about you know giving your best in the moment because it, you know there's opportunities in life and sometimes opportunities uh, do not you know, the good ones don't come across every day and it's really making sure that at every at every opportunity you're at your best and you're giving your best and I think yeah. it's quite easy with a radio show when you get used to doing it every week to sometimes you know maybe not be feeling at the top of top of your game. And, and I realized that what I needed to do with my show is sometimes I could put a bit more energy into them and, uh, and, uh, and really up the, up the stakes with them. So I, I'd start by asking people for feedback. Uh, and sometimes I'd ask the media people I'd had on, could you give me some feedback? And, and I started to do things like have um, I actually one of my, my children's cuddly toys in front of me because it made me laugh. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'd talk to it. And I'd... Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd also had um, a note on the wall about kind of energy, you know, sort of to raise my energy at the appropriate um, uh, point in time. With the show, I always do a lot of planning and preparation with it. So each show is well, well pre- uh, planned. Um, some of my guests yeah. do, I've had um, guests doing deep breathing exercise. Unfortunately, one of them did it while I was, uh, we had an intro. Um, I was doing the intro. Um, and I also eat quite a lot of cough sweets. And I really think about my voice before I go on because I think the clearer you are, the better. So I have a tendency sometimes to earn. So I try and limit those as much as I can. Oh, but uh, you have a very nice voice. So, uh, you know, never worry about that, Chris. But, you know, do you have, um, have you noticed uh, the the behavior of your guests uh, when the shows have gone really, really well? Um, And and, and do these qualities, you know, do they work with the real world? What what have you noticed about those behaviors? Yeah, I'm sure they do because the qualities when a radio show goes really well, I think people are really engaging. And I'm having a conversation with somebody like, you now where I think to people listening they should get a sense that we've got a really good sense of rapport going and I think that's really important I think what um, some people do is they they kind of if you're not they're not careful they rush in and try and tell the audience everything that they know about the question Mm. uh, that uh, we've just been asked uh, and I but that's not engaging 
with me it's just sort of showing the audience how clever you are mm. so I think it's important to engage and I think the hosts that the people who do it really well so we are people who also think about the people that are listening uh, yeah so I think so I think people who want to just come on and talk I think they're better just uh, uh, thinking about having a dialogue and in life we've, we've got to have a dialogue and yeah. warmth with people and engage with people to to get on really well and listen um, I think there's a you know, don't want to be, um, what's the word? You know, the show in, in effect is mine, really, in that I've, I've created it and, you know, the format and a hundred shows. Mm. I think it, I, I, you know, people who show me some respect, I really appreciate, you know, say thank you afterwards or, you know, those who, who take the time to send a little card afterwards saying thank you. Um, I really appreciate those people because I put a lot in to it. I don't yeah. have an awful lot back. Uh, but I think, again, in life, I think if you take the time to write a nice little personal card to someone and say thank you for something they've, a gift they've maybe given you or a piece of work they've given you, I think that's common courtesy. Um, I remember having one person who who just literally put the phone down. The interview went well, but he was busy, so he just put the phone down, didn't say thanks, never heard from him again. And he was somebody who, actually in his work, he, I'm think, sure he's he's talking about the importance of engagement. With- oh, that's not that's not good. If I forget to tell you, I had a really good time today, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, I'm I'm curious now, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. Be honest with me. <clears throat> Who has been your favorite and least favorite guest on the show? Oh, oh, Meta, that is. I'm very competitive, you know. I, I'm pleased. I'm pleased to say we've only got about a minute left to answer this because that's. <laughs> Meta, of course, you you'll you'll always be very special because you were the first ever guest on my show, and, uh, oh, and you're a great people person to deal with. And I, I think it's very difficult for me to answer that because there's been so many. But I, I, you know, I feel so privileged with so many interesting guests, and you know, there's lots that people that stick out in my mind. You know, we've mentioned Jeff before. You really sincere guy. There's a guy Terry Brock next week. I just really admire his work, uh, and he's very passionate about what he does. Remember Frank Vaness was on the show and he was fantastic. He just gave so much great content that I wrote five pages of, in, of notes while I was interviewing him. Oh God! Uh, and I've loved, um, I, I've loved. He also he refunded a product I bought off him completely unexpectedly. He just suddenly refunded the money, which I just thought was so nice. Um, oh. And then there's people I've enjoyed having. Um, there's a guy Simon Hartley who who's a sports psychologist and he brought Chris Cook on, who was a, a swimmer who had a great message about focusing in on they just focus on two lengths of the pool so what is the the key thing mm. you focus on that was great Andy McMenemy who was a world ultramarathon record holder I mean that was so inspiring what he did that's talk about showing up 66 ultramarathons 66 days 66 cities I could go on I haven't got enough time but you know I've just been so honored by having all of these people who've inspired me and helped me realize what is possible with my work and and my work so I know they've inspired a lot of other people too um, so not yeah. more, but we're we're running out of time. And my least favourite guests are probably just um, those who are just you know very very occasionally. There's been just one or two who've just been a little bit in it for themselves rather than the audience, and 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 maybe not that that grateful. And I think um, in life, I think it's just worth being grateful for people that help you. So you know, yeah. thank you for everybody who's um, who's really made this a special show just very quickly we've got about a minute left so i'm gonna to have to i've got to, to ask you just very quickly meta is there any message you'd like to leave us with 
Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I think it's very important, you know, do show up, uh, do just try. You know, the worst that can happen is that you fail and then at least you know how far you came and then you can, you know, where your limit is and where you need to work. So I think that that's very important. Find, go out and find your puzzle and find those corners and start building from the outside and in. So, um, and of course, I need to hear from you. What what, what would you like to, to, to leave us with? I think, I think really, uh, again, showing up, decide what you want and keep consistently showing up with clarity, with passion, uh, get things done and uh, make people feel special on that journey because you might need them again sometime. Yeah, and you're my favorite radio host. Uh, thank you. And you're, um, you're uh, my favorite twice world champion rower, but you're also <laughs> a, fa- you're a, favorite, you're a favorite anyway because I think you're fantastic. So it's been a pleasure talking with Thanks. you again, Meta. Thanks so much for you, sharing the 100 you, show with me. You too, and congratulations. Thank you. For more information on MetaBlock, go to www.blockamock.com, B-L-O-C-H-A-M-O-K.com. Any questions, please send them to me, Chris at Be More Achieve More, any, any, .com, any, um, any questions, any feedback, we'd love to hear. And next week, um, we've got Terry Brock on the show again. Terry is an amazing guy from Orlando. He's a real expert in terms of marketing technology. He's written the book on clout, and clout is a measure of influence. It's getting more and more important. So we really need to understand it if we want to uh, have influence in the marketplace. So do join me again next week, and thanks so much again to uh, the wonderful MetaBlock. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.